tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora koutou. I'm here today with Lex Davis, a facilitator at co-education, who is here to discuss the mahi he has done in supporting schools, both teenagers and teachers, around relationships and sexuality education. He is a passionate advocate for takatāpuhi. Tēnā koto katoa, ko tēne takumihi nā tangata whenua o te rohi nei. Ko mangutapu te monga, ko maitai te awa, ko pākihāho, no whakatū aho ingare ke torotorua aho e noho ana inaene. No ingarangi no arana ano hoki aku tipuna ko savage tifano ko li rao ko jun okumatua ko scott toku tagane ko adam takutane ko akutama ko havi tama matamua ko eli tamapoteki ko rishalaho tenakoto katoa kyoto legs oh tenaku ehoa um tenatato Kawaiyo, um, heiri tēnei nō te rarawa, um, me ngāpuhi, um, ko rakautapu te maunga, ko hokianga te moana, um, ko ngai tūpoto te hapu, um, nō o tautahi i noho ana i nai nei, um, ko Lex Davis ahau, e ko takatāpui ahau. Kia ora! Kia ora, kia ora. Lovely to be here this morning, cold and excited. First of all, Lex, I just was wondering, in light of this research and support that you've been doing with others, I was wondering if you could share with us, what was your experience like at school? Oh, kia ora, Rochelle. Well, I ended my brief pipiha with ko takatāpui ahau, and it's just, it's a, uh, been a statement in the making, if you'd like. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the with the term takatāpui, it means that um, you are part of our kind of the Western umbrella of the alphabet mafia, the LGBTQIA+, um, but um, locates that within a Māori worldview, which was, which was the journey, Rochelle. It took me ages to get to one step, to the Western constructs of, of gender and sexuality. And again... It was a real journey in a moment of of insight to get to the get to the point where I can say, "Hey, I identify as as takatapui and I guess those those two elements are the foundation of my schooling experience i guess um, if we were to think of it in terms of a traditional sexuality and gender education relationships education, my teachers did their best i in a lot of ways. They gave us the biological basics and I did that through with my science teacher and then the family planning person came in and we were all hideously embarrassed when she pulled out her dildos and, and, and condoms. So, you know, that's, that's one of those rites of passage, I think, in a lot of New Zealand high schools. So that was fairly typical. When it comes to thinking about gender and sexuality education at school, I... I remember it vividly. Why? Because it, 
it was really, really hard to sit through. I sat there wishing the world could swallow me whole because um, it was not only the content was that spoke directly to me, and, and it was, it, but it wasn't in a safe space. So the culture of the school, is like many schools that, um, that long time ago now, uh, the culture was just such that it wasn't easy to be different or come out. We knew every single student that was gay or was rumoured to be, and they were often uh, marginalised and made fun of. So I was hyper vigilant of any mention. So the, we got one lesson around and we got a pamphlet and the teacher talked through it. I sat there with my cheeks burning, fearing that someone might notice that I felt uncomfortable. So that was, that was the sum total of sexuality and gender education at high school. I guess being a teacher has led me to go, well, that wasn't a great experience. And I've worked consistently and had lots of opportunities in my career as a teacher and as now as a facilitator to kind of make that space better. You know, what, what, why bother? Because, you know, so, so students like me can have an easier time at school and it's, um, it's really rewarding. So if I think of, there are some like key moments in, in my career. As a new teacher, I was very passionate about uh, making sure that space was safe. So I had posters on my wall. It was risky. I had to get permission from the principal to do that. I was interviewed for a TV program about um, what it was like um, to be a, teach, a gay teacher. And again, I had to get permission from the principal. We couldn't show any identifying characteristics of the school. We had to film outside of school hours. And I don't know, there was a real culture of secrecy still. And what I see is just a real paradigm shift in that. Um, so I'm really, really glad of that we have organisations like Rainbow Youth and Qtopia and Inside Out um, because they are making our school environments a radically different place for millennials and and for our Gen Zs. I'm I'm just loving that there is change. But what I still see and notice is that there are some really stubborn negative statistics and and challenging experiences that are sticky and like as far as we've come we still have some really terrible statistics around um, mental health well-being and suicidality and they do not they're not shifting as quickly or as what you know and as their peers and what's more that's different when that identity is intersectional. So when the LGBTQIA plus gets in, gets into partnership with any other marginalised or minority identities like Māori or Pasifika or um, our disabled whānau, they become compounded and even worse. All of the stats you can... Uh, there's a great longitudinal survey series, the Youth 2000 series, and the, and all, the Youth 19, which is the latest version, has amazing information sheets so kia ora to the, to the work of, of Terry and Clark there. But I guess that brings in the other side, you know. Um, so what what does LGBTQIA 
experience at school mean when you have another identity? So being Māori was a journey for me as well, and that was hard at high school. I I knew it, I claimed it, but didn't know or couldn't really do much with it. I didn't have the skill, didn't have the reo, didn't have the mātauranga, I, yeah, and... That has been a lifelong journey for me. A really hard one, but a beautiful and joyous one. So when when I'm when I was able to talk about a specifically Maori um, gender and sexuality identity with a group here in Ōtautahi Christchurch, that was a revelation for me. Um, a revelation because not only did it give me some cultural cultural locatedness um, that I could actually be who I am, you know, in in a more holistic way because it was hard trying to juggle and navigate, you know, all of those different facets of identity in my head and in my heart. So it's been a real joy to explore that uh, with other people and to really learn and understand, you know, and the groundbreaking work of Dr. Elizabeth Kirikiri has just made such a huge difference and I've been able to, you know, get into some great work here at CORE uh, around relationships and sexuality education. So, at school, very little, Rochelle, is the short answer. And, you know, and it's easy to... It may seem like I'm bagging on on my colleagues, but I, I really I'm I'm really trying to avoid that because you only do the best you can with the tools you have, and you know whatever is in your kitty is what's going to come out. I te te for sharing both about when you're at school and also as a teacher, and as you say, my sister-in-law often has the expression when she says, when we know better, we do better. And I, I really like that. What are the changes you've heard about from the Tamariki with regards to now? I've been lucky enough to work with some, you know, great Tamariki in schools. And most recently with a, a small group of Rangatahi Māori and Rangatahi Takatāpui. And it was really humbling just to see our common experiences and that you know each person is on their own individual journey um, and they are making sense of themselves you know through their own whakapapa through their own histories but it's also really good to see the the differences and um, they become quickly apparent for a, an, an old fella like me I think what gives me real pleasure and hope for the future is that they are, once they know, they bring um, a confidence. And I think that they're, they're much more ready to, to hold hold their own space than I was as, um, as a young person. What I see is that they don't subscribe to some of the really tired gender and sexuality stereotypes uh, that previous generations do, particularly around appearance. They... They hold no truck with really rigid ways of being and um, and presenting, and they're really comfortable with themselves um, physically, and I think that is really beautiful. I think, you know, I feel like New Zealand, Aotearoa, New Zealand's going through a bit of a bit of a cultural shift itself, and 
we're figuring out how to be with one another in terms of tangata um, whenua and tangata tetiti. And our young ones are really comfortable in affirming that as well. Um, so I love their confidence and, and belief in themselves and in the future of, of the collective and of our, our, and of our place. Oh, kia ora. Do you have suggestions and advice of how teachers can support tamariki further to, in this area? If you're, I oh, sure do, <laughs> but if you're in the, in, a, in the privileged position of, of working with our rangatahi and our rangatahi Māori especially, yeah, I love no better, do better, because we all bring ourselves to that journey, and you know, and I realise that it's one of learning and trust, and we can kind of potama and and work our way up, and to a a place where we all can thrive. I like to encourage people to kind of shift their thinking, their knowledge, and and relationships from sympathetic to em- empathetic, and then to transformative ways of being. Um, that sounds airy fairy, but there are def- definite ways of getting there. Um, one simple one, which you're doing, whoever you are, is just by listening to other people's stories and voices. And um, one really exciting project that hopefully you'll, you, you'll come to listen to is a webinar we're doing as as a local project here in Ōtautahi, where we're we're asking some. Uh, for some diverse perspectives and voices around sexuality and um, relationships education, as particularly as they pertain to the relationship and sexuality guides. The Ministry have released heaps of great supporting resources and what we love to do with this project is just, just support that with some local voices and we've chosen some people from our Māori community, from our Pacifica community, from our, our gender diverse in sexuality diverse communities and just to give them a space to to talk and to and to be and I think that's really amazing and if that's one thing that you can do is as a listener and if you can offer us a safe space to be and a safe space to call it all that is potentially life-saving to be honest and um, every little bit contributes to forming safer school cultures for our youth yeah. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Then Narako.